and welcome to episode 75 of A Better Father. So I feel like episode 74, I just had so much going on in my head and I had done a run and I was so excited to sit down and actually do this podcast. And like I said, it's been a long time and way too long since I did it. So I just kind of had trouble like getting myself focused and to me it was more important to stream a conscious my way through the episode and just kind of blark stuff out for better or for worse. So I do want to kind of get back to my structure, although it is nice to just be able to kind of randomly blarg stuff out and talk. So one of the things that it's been going through my mind and I've really been focusing on is I read all these books, self-help books, management books, all of these things. And it seems that to me where all of them break down to, and everybody's kind of doing their thing and selling their book and come with their ideas. And I've appreciated something out of every single one of them even if I felt like most of it wasn't anything every single book literally I've read I've gotten one at least one thing out of if not more but I can't get over the idea and this is my idea coming out although it's not my idea is everything breaks down to one very simple concept and that is a body in motion tends to stay in motion and a body at rest tends to stay at rest that's it. And so I was talking in, a, in the last episode about kind of depression. And again, I sort of like rambled my way through that. But when I was excited to be doing the podcast into I ramble sometimes, but I it was the setting up and I was thinking about this on my run yesterday is, you know, it's just taking those inches inch by inch, inch by inch. But that's the body in motion. If you're laying in your bed and sometimes and you could rabbit hole the crap out of this. So some of this is general because as I was running yesterday, I was thinking like, even if you're just laying in bed, sometimes that first step is get up, get up. And so even if you're laying there and it feels like you're not doing anything, maybe you're putting yourself in the position to start to move. And I may have talked about this before, but this also gets stuck in my head a lot is the scene from uh, lethal weapon. I think I actually did talk about this a couple, uh, uh, episodes ago but it's very much in my head from lethal weapon where mel gibson's character when he finds out his wife dies die, had died he was laying on the floor and he saw the pen under there and it's just this thing in his head saying get up get up and it's just like that was that first inch to him moving on with his life it happened again it's a movie so i get that but you know, that was his first step in his character development of having to or getting to move forward or moving forward is just that get up. And then that started the first inch and going and going. And so laying in your bed, whatever, but that is your body starting the motion. And if you're just laying there and going over the things that put you in the bed or why you're sad or why you're depressed or what's going on or what's not happening. And trust me, I get brain chemicals and all that stuff. But that's also the brain chemicals that we can adjust, that we can work towards moving in different directions. And sometimes we need, you know, pharmaceutical help for that. Sometimes we need meditation, whatever it is, we have to find out what it is for us as an individual. But going out and getting the medication is doing that inch. It's that first inch and then you get the next inch. And it's also the body in motion, where if you start putting your body in motion, then you can keep moving that inch and going forward. And so it dawned on me a couple weeks ago with the whole body in motion tends to stay in motion, body at rest tends to stay at rest. Like just this piece of wisdom that I feel like 
encompasses everything that all these books are trying to say and do. Whether that your body in motion is trying to better yourself or trying to learn from your lesson. If you're just sitting at home depressed, drinking wine, I don't know anybody that's ever done that for the record. <clears throat> and just, you know, she did this to me, this happened to me, this is because of X, Y, or Z. It's it's keeping your body at rest. It's starting that cycle of not moving that inch and just being sad in where you're at. And one of the things, and I think I might have said something about this too um, last time, and that's why I need to kind of get my thoughts written down and more organization to this, but the other day I was just sitting around and what do I want to tell my daughter I was doing when I wasn't with her? Daddy was sitting at home alone, sad, depressed, drinking wine, watching TV, and just wasting his life away, or I did X. And whatever that X is, I can tell her I was cleaning and organizing the house. I was out running 10 miles a day. I was shopping for groceries for you. Or, oh, sorry, you don't have any fresh fruit because daddy just wanted to be sad. Or, you know, I just couldn't stop watching Netflix on repeat or whatever it was. Like, that's crappy. And that's not putting my body in motion. So... And it's not like your body has to be moving every second of every day, but once I, I am running every day. So my body in motion is running. And then that running leads to doing my podcast. It leads to clearing out my brain a little bit. It leads to me feeling better about myself. It leads to the endorphins. It leads to just getting the gunk out. And so once I started running, like I said, a couple weeks ago, I ran like six miles and I thought I was going to die when I run nearly 60 miles and taking care of my daughter afterwards. So that's just that difference of being okay with where you're at. And I took that first inch and now I'm running 10 miles a day. They're not a super fast 10 miles a day. They're not where I could be at for 10 miles a day. But regardless, I've basically been telling myself, just get out and go for a run in my head, hoping I can do two, 10 miles. And then once I decide on the 10 miles, not caring what that 10 miles looks like, how many minutes it took, what my pace was, none of that matters. I'm getting out and I'm running, period, end of story. And then the next part of that story is I ran 10 miles. So that's my goal. That's what I have set up. But at no point will I judge between zero and, well, 0.1 and 10 miles. If I get out there and I run to the end of the driveway, turn around and come back, I did what I said I was going to do, at least part of it. So, so I'm going to... I mean, that kind of sums up the body in motion tends to stay in motion. Body at rest tends to stay at rest. Every self-help book that's ever been written is some version of that, in my opinion. But I do want to kind of dial that thought in a little more clearly and refine it better because we don't live in a world where, you know, you could sell a book saying body in motion tends to stay in motion. Body at rest tends to stay at rest. And then just have like 264 blank pages after that. So there's a, a theory and a philosophy I'm trying to connect with that. The second thing I wanted to talk about today, and this is probably the absolute most important part to me for right now, um, is I, a while ago, probably last summer or so, talked a lot about anger, and I wanted to be angry. I wanted to be able to be angry. I wanted an excuse to be angry. I wanted to justify my anger, and I wanted to direct it, and I wanted to just... And I remember being on this podcast just like, why can't I be angry? Why is it wrong to be angry? This thing happened to me. And I was struggling with it. Like, I really was trying to figure out, you know, being angry. It's okay to be angry. It's not okay to be angry. What do you do with your anger? And then as I asked that question on here, and it's been with me for a while, and I've had, you know, moments of like 
she is who she is. There's nothing I can do about that. I knew who she was before, blah, blah, blah. So let it go. And then it's like, well, all these things were done. She knew blank. And so, you know, you just go over in your head. And I was literally just trying to find a way to justify my anger or question how angry I could get or what was okay to be angry or not or why I couldn't just be righteously angry. And two weeks ago or so, two and a half, three weeks ago, which I think it's a fun correlation to like, that's when my running started picking up. And that's when I kind of started pulling my head out of my ass and all of these things. Well, I was talking to my stepdad on the phone and I so wanted my ex and her family to be bad and I wanted to be able to be mad at them and I wanted to just say you're they're dumb and they're stupid and they're just disgusting people. And I'm talking to him and I'm just letting loose about something having to do with them where I just... I could feel my anger growing as I was talking to him. I could feel wanting to say, look at how stupid and bad these people are. And I wanted to say it out loud and I wanted to just claw it into somebody else. And as I'm talking to my stepdad, I'm just letting loose. And he's just kind of listening or whatever. I don't even know if he's doing anything. It was just somebody on the other end of the phone and I could vent my anger and I could show somebody just how stupid and horrible these people are. And then I get off the phone and I didn't, feel super good um it wasn't like this like oh yeah i proved they were dumb blah 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 i was kind of like man i just sort of like went off for 10 minutes there i was kind of a jerk and then i started really thinking about it because it kind of hit me the wrong way and my brain's a little clearer now and you know i'm doing these things that are allowing my brain to move and I insulted the shit out of my stepdad. I insulted my sister. I insulted her son. I insulted my mother. Again, I'm not going to talk about it because it's about them. And there's no reason to bring in the other. But as I started thinking about it, I was just like, I so wanted to just show somebody else or just get somebody else to be on my side with how disgusting these other people are that I just went off without even thinking about the person I was talking to or how that would reflect or somebody else would take that in. And God, I just berated my family. I mean, to the point where I'm getting teared up thinking about it because I didn't think about anything other than being angry and wanting to somehow hurt them. Like wanted somebody else to just be on the other phone and be like, you're right, they suck. Which for the record, he didn't say because again, I was insulting him at the time. And that really got me thinking about the question that I was presenting last summer about anger and like how you should be able to be angry and whatever. And I'm just like, it was, I mean, again, this is growth. This is why we stick with this. This is why we put one foot in front of the other. This is why we fight for that inch because if we give up, if we stop, then we don't, and again, maybe you don't want the growth, but I do. That's why you just dig your heels in and you say, okay, that was a mistake and this was stupid or this was wrong or why doesn't this feel right or good or whatever it is you're doing or going through to get to the point you want to be at. But it just, I was just like, oh, that's that's why we regulate our anger. That's why we don't let this toxicity get into us because it causes these other reactions. It causes us to say and do bad things that, yes, I wanted somebody else to say, you're right, they're bad people. But apparently I was willing to take out anybody within a five foot radius of me to be able to try to prove they were bad people. 
And there was nothing else behind this other than just pure disgusting anger. Just wanting to be angry. And I got to be angry and I got to vent my frustration and I got to insult my family. So it just caused the double thought. It caused me to rethink that and it caused me to kind of try to find, or try to, it caused me to kind of stumble into an answer to my question of like, I mean, I guess not a full answer, but the reason I don't let that anger fester, the reason I don't get to sit here and be angry is because then where does it go? What does it do? It blinds you. It keeps you from seeing what it is you may be doing, may or may not be doing to another person or saying about another person or the way that person's interpreting what it is that you're trying to say or do because you just want to be right and you just want them to be wrong, period, end of story. Like, you just want them to hurt and you just want somebody else to see that you're right and they're not. And then, you know, I guess take anybody out that you can just to prove your point. And, and it was just this eye-opening moment of, like, okay, so that's what my anger did for me, my anger. And it was almost like, I don't, no, that's not what I want to say there. But that anger caused me to live in a place that I was not happy with, comfortable with, or really wanted to be in. But because I kept making these little movements forward, because I was taking that inch at a time, I was able to kind of step back or process something that didn't feel good or right. Where before, I'd probably be like, I'll just turn on Netflix or I'll drink some more wine or I'll just sit here and vent to myself about how unjust the world is. And that got me to be a jerk to people I love and care about. So it, it keeps coming pulling away more and more or trying to figure out where I want to direct my feelings or what feelings I want to have existing in me. And again, this isn't a lot of books I read, so maybe that's helped me kind of stumble into this myself because somewhere in me are answers to this. Or even the fact that I'm asking the question means that I know there's an answer of some sort to this question instead of just blindly like assuming the world just sucks, period, end of story, which it can, but what do we do with that? And even now I'm reading, you know, I used to be a miserable fuck by John Kim, which is really, really good. So chapter 37, it's career and success in a shot glass. Um, Men own their shit. Men don't throw peas at the wall. Men build things out of failures. Men create their own definition of success instead of following other people's definitions. And then I wrote to that, what can I build from from this failure. So there's the divorce and the blah, 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 and, the blah, 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 and it's like, okay, that that's just is. There's, there's, that, <laughs> that is what it is. That is a reality. Now, what do I do with that? And that's kind of where I'm trying to build off from. But again, it's in this place and the reading and the focusing the brain to say, okay, this is what it is. What do you build now? What do you do with what you have? And then chapter 37, that was chapter 36, actually. Chapter 37, do your own shit, which there's so much good stuff in this book. It's ridiculous. Although now that I've been, you know, growing my horizons and trying to, you know, process things outside of myself, I read this stuff with a a bent towards, like, where's the white male skewed 
uh, thing I'm not catching in some of these books or these self-help books or how they tend to be male-focused or sometimes misogynist or anti-feminist or whatever without even realizing it sometimes um, or where it's putting the blame on the person and you know how to break down the responsibility so like I said every book I get something good out of this one I've gotten a lot of good of, out of but I'm also reading it like okay like where what piece of this would be interpreted or read or viewed differently if I were a female or if I were black or if I were Asian? Like, what what is it I'm not fully getting out of this or understanding about this that um, that might just be presented to me as a male in a certain way? So I'm taking all that under consideration just for the record. But there is a kind of a summary of a certain section of this, which is, it is impossible to value your life and yourself if you don't take full responsibility for where you're at. And that I think kind of, when I read that, that's one of the reasons I jumped on and started doing this podcast, is, you know, being angry, venting, lashing out, hurting the people next to me because I want to prove the people next to her are bad people or whatever, which, you know, at the end of the day, they're just who they are and that is what it is and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, or at least nothing I can do about it. So what do I do now? How do I just own my own shit and move forward? Because holding on to that or trying to prove to other people, like if I spent my life doing that and my daughter looked at me and said on my deathbed, like, Dad, how did you spend your life? Like, oh, trying to prove that these people were assholes. Like, really? That's that's what you did? Proud of you, Dad. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe I should be better <laughs> than that. Um, but when you break things down and get them in perspective that's where you get to. So um, there is another section of this book. So I'm just going to read these two paragraphs at the end. It's on page 128. And again, that's John Kim. I used to be a miserable fuck. What do you need to take responsibility for in your life right now? What do you need to own? Are you taking full ownership of where you're at in your life? Or are you just doing a lot of complaining, waiting for your handout? What is your excuse to not be where you want to be? Remember your shit is your shit. Don't let it be pawned off on your shitty parents, the shitty economy, your shitty luck, or your shitty taste in women. You are the constant theme throughout, and only you can figure out how to take all this shit and make something beautiful. Which again, last episode I was like, sticking my head up my ass and stuff. Then he just owns the word shit and says that's what it is. Um, But yeah, it's just sitting around and complaining about somebody else or being angry at somebody else or whatever and... It's giving them, I think my dad says a version of this, it's just giving them way too much bandwidth. Like, don't waste your time on that because it's not going to lead anywhere. And you know it's not going to lead anywhere. For 14 years it led nowhere. For seven years it definitely led to nowhere. Um, They are who they are. You're not going to change them. And it is what it is. So move on and move out, I guess. So this actually went way longer than I planned. Um, I was just going to do a quick little thing from reading that book and wanting to, you know, be more proactive and not just sit around and think about the stuff I was going to do, but actually do it. Body in motion tends to stay in motion. So I'll just sum up with kind of my three main points from this is how I spend my time. If my daughter asks me, you know, what, what did you do or what are you doing when I'm not with you? I want to be able to say something more than sitting around drinking wine, watching Netflix, and feeling sorry for myself. And when this time is over, as my daughter gets older, like, did I create anything out of this? Did I do anything useful out of this? 
like your dad got back in shape, pulled his head out of his ass and started moving forward. Like that's movement. That's that inch. And I'm taking it. And I can tell her I'm taking those inches. Um, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest tends to stay at rest. Just something to keep in mind and know that that's that inch you're taking, regardless of whatever that body in motion is. Even if you're just sad, depressed, laying in your bed thinking, get up, get up, get up. That's that first inch. You're putting your brain in the right position to be able to move yourself up and out of that bed or sit up and then go to the next step and the next step and the next step, inch by inch until eventually you're out running or whatever your version of that is. And then learning that, you know, anger is exactly what I have read multiple times before. It's, it's cancerous. It harms you. It hurts you. And it doesn't matter to the people that you are angry at because they're not thinking about you. They're not caring that you're mad at them. If anything, they might even be proud of it or like it. So stop giving them the bandwidth and your anger is only being toxic to you. It's only causing you to lash out or hurt the people that can hear your anger because you're not talking to them about your anger. So the people you're angry at, you're talking about the people, you're talking to the people closest to you. And sometimes that can come out in shitty ways. So those are my uh, three topics for today that I wanted to cover. And this is episode 75 of A Better Father. So I am excited to be putting myself in a position and a place to start working through this. Um, I do have a birthday coming up. I think I turned 40, 20, 45, 25. What the fuck? Um, I think I turned 45. I think I'm 44 right now. Like what year is it? 2020? Yeah. So I should be 45. Um, and I get to spend it with my daughter, which that's built into our parenting plan. So that's nice. No matter what, I will get to spend my birthdays with my daughter. That's awesome. I will never not have to be with my daughter on my birthday. That's a really nice thing to be able to think and say, to be honest with you, because I barely ever saw, I don't, once or twice maybe I saw my dad on his birthday. Like, whew, what the F? So, um, yeah, so that's a beautiful thing, and uh, I like it. But anyway, so that's all I've got for right now. Thank you for listening. I am going to go back to my coffee and my book, and who knows, maybe I'll pop on and make episode 76 or something. Uh, But I'm back, hopefully, inch by inch. My body's moving, and uh, yeah, so hopefully this will get more on track. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your listening, and goodbye.